Good morning. Please join me in our call in our responsive call to worship that you'll find in your bulletins. This is a day that is filled with fresh possibilities. This is a day when our old ways and tired routines may be left behind. Create in our receptive hearts, O God, and renew our spirits. Let us, in our worship, receive your gift of life and embrace and embody every opportunity to help your spirit flourish in our every thought and in our every act. Please join with me in prayer. God of overflowing grace, as we gather in worship at this time, we do so with seeking hearts and open hearts and with lives filled with all sorts of hopes, dreams, needs, concerns, and joys. And responding to your call this hour, may you help us to slow down for a moment so that we may listen, take more notice, and truly revere what you offer for our lives. And may you help us in this way to put our lives back into healthy perspective and into your order so that we may, be, so that we may flourish and be fully alive, fully giving, fully responsive, fully loving and present to all those around us and to all in need. And so, God, we treasure this time for all these reasons. Help us to let your spirit in and to settle our hearts, minds, and soul so that we may become lovingly transformed, reshaped, and supported by you. Take us, renew us, and love us as we rededicate our lives to you. And may you unite our hearts together as we pray that which God has taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen.
and good morning once again to you all. Great is it to be here and just to, and to see your faces and the regular faces and some faces that a uh, uh, couple I haven't seen for a while and um, always makes me smile. Um, as I'm going to share a couple of announcements this morning, um, let me invite you to take this time and if you'll find the friendship registers that you have in the center and the outside hours of your pews and if you just want to uh, jot your name and um, if you are a visitor, if you want to share your email address, um, then we can, whoa, then we can um, uh, just jot you a, jot you a note uh, during the week and, and keep you connected with our newsletter. Um, and so just, uh, just to start off with, I want to begin by thanking, last week was, Lady Sunday is, is always wonderful. Um, last week was, uh, was right in step with that. Um, just very, very beautiful day. Um, and I just want to thank all the participants. Um, just a wonderful, meaningful message from, from Tammy Chapman. Um, and just a grounding and very awakening prayer from Haviland Whitcomb and a joyful and present opening from Kate Melnick and uh, just great announcements and pulling everything together of all the other parts of the services, Andrew Malkin. And um, everyone of you who is there, you know what I mean when I say it's really truly one of the best Sundays of the year. So we look forward to it 12 months from now. And right after church today, um, Laura and I are not processing out or recessing out um, because we have our annual congregational preliminary budget meeting that is going to take place right here in the sanctuary immediately following. Um, if you want to run out and quickly grab a cup of coffee, um, this is a Sunday that you can do that and, and come, on, come on back. But we do want to, for everybody's benefit, we want to get started right away. Um, and this is a time where we you know, look to the vision of next year and um, the, the budget of, of, frankly, of what it's going to cost us. And uh, do we think that we're going to be able to, to manage that? Do we want to? Do we want to contribute to that? Um, and then we all take a vote at the end. Um, and so we welcome you, we welcome you there. Um, now tomorrow is a wonderful day for a couple of reasons. The first reason that I want to share and lift up is that um, our custodian, Sydney Sinclair, um, officially, and there's Sydney right there, hello Sydney, officially becomes, Tomorrow, Sydney is getting sworn in as a U.S. citizen tomorrow. So God bless you. <laughs> this has been so many years in, in coming, um, and you have, to do, you have to do so much to become um, a U.S. citizen, um, you know, if, if, you are, if you are not. And so it's something that none of us who are just born into it should take anything for granted. You might go and quiz Sydney, and my guess is that he may know a lot more uh, U.S. history at this, right at this moment than, than most of us here. So, um, so really, God bless you for that. And then um, thinking about that, next Sunday we are celebrating, we are honoring um, Veterans Day, 
and uh, we are going to be starting the service with a flag ceremony coming forward. So if you are a veteran and would like to participate in that, then please let us know. We already have um, several people lined up, but that is um, a Sunday that is filled with, with just great honor. Um, and so we look forward to that. And then also tomorrow, for Rooms with a View, our, the walls get built starting tomorrow. Um, and so, because this week is November, folks, so it moves along so fast. Um, and we have our gala on Thursday, the 10th, I believe it is. Um, you are all invited and encouraged. This is our once a year fundraising uh, opportunity. So um, we love your help as, as volunteers to participate. Um, please check the website, please check the bulletin for all the details. Um, there are so many opportunities to come and support. Um, we'll see you there and we'll see you beforehand. And also, um, this is a time of, of giving. Thanksgiving is coming up in, in several weeks, but um, we are having our food donations and you can please read about those details in your bulletin. And we are currently, we are receiving um, we are receiving canned goods and just check out those details and we'd love your participation in that to be able to, to help others in a beautiful way. And um, next Sunday we are going to be receiving new members. I'm going to talk about that just a little bit in, our, in my message today. And um, just wanted to share that Julianne is away this, this, uh, today because this is reading week. Uh, for the students at Yale Divinity School. And so we'll welcome her back next week and just want to finally just say thank you to our musicians who are here today and to our senior choir who's here all the time. We don't want to take you for granted any bit of it. Um, so thank you very much. Time, I welcome the children to come on forward. my spooky Halloween voice on today, thanks to all the rain and mold that's in the air. So it gives me, gives me this nice little freaky scary voice. All right, <clears throat> so our friend Jesus once said, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. People, do not hide your light under a bushel. Rather, put it up on a lampstand so that it gives light to all the people in the home. And in the same way, let your light shine before others so that they can see the good things that you do in God's name. So I love that passage from Jesus. Do you know a song that's similar to those words? About letting your light shine? Anyone? Bueller? Anyone? Go. Oh, You Are My Sunshine, one of my favorite songs. How about a church song we sing all the time about letting your light shine? 
I'll ask the congregation if anyone knows. Go ahead, congregation, if you know, just go. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. That's it, that's all I need. I'm on, I'm on a time schedule here. If, I, if we kept singing, Paul would give me that look. Like. So, it's Halloween tomorrow, correct? Yes. All right. So, who has a costume to wear? All right, I do too. Who is going to create a jack-o'-lantern out of a pumpkin? Me too. I love making jack-o'-lanterns. This year, I grew my own pumpkins. I know, thank you. So, I got to go out into my garden and choose which pumpkin I wanted to use to build a jack-o'-lantern. I didn't want to grow big pumpkins because they take a lot of water and we have to be conservative you know, with our water. So I went out and I picked my pumpkin. So you plant a pumpkin in May. When do you think you can pick a pumpkin? Um, next May. No, it doesn't take a full year. Close, well, good I thought, though. End of August? September, October, what do you think? October. Yeah, September, October is the right answer. It takes a long time to grow a pumpkin. So what do you think happens to the pumpkin over the course of its time in the garden? It gets a little dirty, right? So I go out, I pick my pumpkin, I go in, I wash my pumpkin. And then I have to clean all the yucky stuff out of my pumpkin, right? Gotta clean that yucky stuff out. And then I have to give it a face. My pumpkin's faces always have smiles on them because I like, I like smiles better than yucky. Yeah, you do too, I can tell. And then I put a candle in it, and then I take it out on the front step, and I put it out on the front step and light the candle so that everyone, it lights up the darkness and people can see the way to our house, right? Very common. So I got thinking about my pumpkin. This is this year's pumpkin. I'm as good a pumpkin carver as I am an artist, just saying. Just about. Maybe I can carve a pumpkin a little better than I can draw, I'm going to say. So I got to thinking about how is this pumpkin like Jesus? Right? <laughs> Here we go. What did I say the first thing I had to do? What's the first thing I did? Go, Eve. Let's, nope, before I picked it. Before I grew it, right? I grew it. And I grew my pumpkin with love and care, just the way Jesus grows us with love and care, right? Always thinking about us, always wishing the best for us, always loving us. And then I picked it. Then I picked it, just like, here's the good news. Jesus doesn't pick you. Jesus loves everybody. What do we have to do? We have to pick and love Jesus, right? So that's two. Then, what did I say I did to it? You washed it off and brought it inside. I washed it off, and I got all the yucky stuff out, right? It's one of the really nice things about Jesus is he helps us with that yucky stuff, that those times that we're really angry or we say hurtful words or something, and we're just not feeling very good, and we're feeling kind of yucky inside, if we just talk to Jesus... Jesus helps us with that. Jesus says, you know what? I love you. You're a good person. You made a mistake. I forgive you. Don't make that mistake again. And go on and live a happy life, right? 
And then I carved a face. As I said, I carved a smiley face because Jesus, what? Always smiles, makes me happy, any of those things. Then I put a candle in it, right? So my candle fell upside down. Somewhere I brought fire, but I don't always think it's a good idea to bring fire to church all the time. So I put a candle in it. And then I close its top. Oh, Mr. Whitmore, he's going to help me with fire. <laughs> Thanks. Nice. Oops. Here we go. All right. And Jesus tells us we are what? What did he tell us in our scripture? That we are what? Oh, someone back there was listening. <laughs> Go. Jesus said, you are the light of the world. Right? You are the light of the world. And so when we put our candle in... <laughs> It lights up and stays lit until it burns out, right? And then it becomes smoke and something different. So I want you tomorrow when you're doing your jack-o'-lantern, I want you to think not of spooky, scary things that Halloween wants you to think about. I want you to think about how your pumpkin is going to provide a light that makes the world a brighter and better and happier place this Halloween, all right? So let's say a prayer together. Dear God, thank you for coming into our life through our friend Jesus. Help us to let our light shine so we can show your love to all the world. Amen. All right, and Sydney is waiting right here to take you to church school or middle schoolers to the youth room.
As we enter into this time of quiet prayer and meditation, uh, there are some um, universal prayers for us to join in. First, we would like to keep in our prayers those members of our congregation who are recovering from surgeries, for those who are facing major life transitions, whether it is for themselves or for their parents. We continue to hold in our prayers Steve uh, Weitzer and Mark Foster and their continued, continued dealings with cancer. We ask God to give them hope and courage that they need today and every day. We pray for Paul Pelosi and all the victims of hate crimes that their wounds may be healed and their spirits comforted. We pray for our nation and for our leaders that their eyes and minds and hearts may always be focused on God's truth so that they may serve us with truth and love. And we pray for our world leaders, that its leaders make decisions that are based on the common good of all people. So with these prayers, and then the prayers that live within our own hearts and minds, we take this time to lift them up to God. Let us pray. God of all peace and understanding. We heave a sigh of relief as you give us this time to close our minds and to open our hearts to your calming presence. In the midst of our busy lives, we relish in the peace that passes all understanding that comes in this place of sanctuary. This beautiful building built to honor you, built to serve others, built to help us understand what life is really, truly all about, and built to hold generations of Christians who find their solace in being in your presence. So be with us now, God, as we take a deep breath and welcome your spirit in. Help us to feel the comfort that comes with breathing in your loving kindness and breathing out stress and anxiety. And as we fill our lungs with air, help us to feel how you fill our hearts with love. Like all generations, God, we have difficult times Difficulties from the behaviors of ourselves, difficulties made by the behaviors of others, difficulties humanity has created in the midst of your beautiful world. And how sad it is, God, that a lack of compassion and care for each individual child can cause such devastation around our world. And it is such a clear example of what happens, God, when we put our own desires ahead of the needs of others. 
when we forget to love our neighbor as ourselves. So we pray to you today, God, with all of our heart and soul. When we're scared, help us to see beyond our fear so that our words and actions are ones of healing, of truth, of love. And when we're anxious, help us to see beyond our anxiety, to know that with our faith in you, we can overcome all problems. And when we're sad, help us to see beyond our tears of grief and help us to make a mental shift to change them to tears of thanksgiving for all that was. And when we feel that we are walking in the valley of the shadow of darkness, let your light shine upon us. Help us to let your life lead us on this path of life. Walking ahead of us to lead the way when we're lost, walking beside us when we need a companion, walking behind us when we need encouragement. And when life is going well, God, and we are happy and content, instill in us the strength and presence of mind to stop and praise you for all that is good so that we may live lives of gratitude for all the many blessings we have. In the name of your Son and our Savior, Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.
All the rules and laws of our faith can be summed up in the law of love for God and for one another. Everything hangs on that, the law of love. And we don't just talk about love here at SCC. We bring love into the life of our ministry. We offer hospitality. We build community. We act in compassion. We do justice work. And in all these things, we worship and love our God. And we offer our love to our neighbors. That is what this ministry and our gifts are about. And all of it hangs on the law of love. So let us gather our gifts of love together and offer them to God in gratitude so they may be used to shine God's love into our world.
together in our unison prayer of dedication. As the body of Christ, we are your hands in this world. May you form these offerings into an extension of your love so that all people might experience your presence with the fullness of your love. Amen. We have our th three scripture passages um, in your bulletins. They are written there. You will notice right away the similarities, the common thread between them. Um, and we're just going to read them together. And I'm just going to um, actually point out that in the second one, um, we're not going to read the part in parentheses. Um, but I will just highlight now, and then we can get down to it when we get down to it, is that the there's a Greek word, entos, I just love this passage, that means inside or, or within. It also actually means among as well. So. so let's just start with the first one from Luke 2, 10 through 11. And the angel said to them, be not afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. For to you is born this day <clears throat> Christ the Lord. And then from Luke 17, Jesus said, Behold, the kingdom of God is within or inside of you. And then from Luke 1, Mary said, Behold, I am the handmaid of the Lord. Let it be unto me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now may God bless her receiving of this word of abundant life. <clears throat> I mentioned in the announcements about last week and how um, Tammy um, gave us, uh, shared the message with us, and thank you again, Tammy. And she was talking um, about, which is a very common theme, um, Laura shared it again today, about God's light, God's light. Uh, and she was talking about it in terms of God's light connecting us <clears throat> both with God and connecting us with each other. And she mentioned about how we lift each other up and she was talking about how she was lifted up so much and supported by, by so many of you, so many of us in the congregation. What she didn't tell you, which was interesting, was all the lifting and supporting and shining her light that she did while behind the scenes, while she was at the same time being really drugged through um, a lot of difficulties. She was helping church members navigate a very serious life and death trial literally, helping another church member and their daughter <clears throat> navigate through a brutal divorce and helping someone else who was just going through really, really difficult marital times. She was being God's light, even in the midst of her own darkness and making connections with that light. And, and so I was thinking about connections in that regard last week and how we're part of this, we're just part of this this intricate and, and actually delicate and exquisite fabric of love and friendship and support and, and spiritual connection that happens in so many ways. 
and we are spiritually connected and connecting in these ways with each other, and we're connected with God. <clears throat> and this comes on so many levels. And it's such a great, it's such a gift to be able to experience this with you in so many ways. And, and I was thinking about this where, where last Sunday afternoon we had um, a new members meeting. And in that meeting, there was a, a lot of sharing of, of the heart from, from the folks who were there. And we experienced a connection with one another in a way. There was about a, uh, about a dozen new members and who were going to be joining the church next Sunday. And, and there was also another about dozen um, church members who have been here for, for many, many years. Um, there were a number of deacons and other people in, in the church. <clears throat> and we were all sharing what drew us here and what nourishes us while we're here and what, what keeps us. And everybody who's been to a new member uh, meeting throughout your lives, we, we really go through the same process. <clears throat> and it never ceases to amaze me how you know everyone who's there um, has a completely unique life, has a completely unique background. Um, we all have these different paths of, of getting here. But then there's one thing that I feel that always stands out, and that's a common thread that we share in, in, in faith in terms of what are we seeking and what are we, what are we finding? And typical with the sharing of these experiences, <clears throat> there are certain words that come up. And people talk about, um, you know, that this is a warm place and welcoming and helpful and relevant and comfortable and authentic and connected. And in these words, I think that what people are saying, what we're feeling is, is the, the, the presence of God's spirit alive and, and connecting us. And so in thinking about the connectedness on, on all these levels and more, I just wanted to share a few more experiences of connection that happened last week. First of all, on Tuesday, um, sitting right there, and because the baptismal font is there, it's kind of unusual to happen on a Tuesday, but we had a baptism here in the afternoon, and it was for a little, little girl named Eloise Wiswell, and she, was, she is um, the fourth generation of, of Wiswells who are here in this congregation. And so there's this great uh, kind of genealogical connection and historical connectedness and and it was it was a, a beautiful time together and I'm, I'm, I'm going to be sharing some other levels of connection in that regard a little bit later on the next day Wednesday <clears throat> I'm in my office and I don't know if something like this ever happens to you but um, as I was in my office I'm trying to focus on on getting something done <laughs> Ah, <laughs> it's something that really needs to get done, but my mind is being pulled elsewhere. I'm getting distracted. <clears throat> and oddly enough, my attention is being drawn to a book that's on my desk. And it's titled The Book of Awakening by Mark Nepo. And <clears throat> this book had been sitting on my desk for months. 
and I really hadn't done anything with it. But for some reason, as I'm trying to get, to get other things done that are really timely, it's like I just keep, I'm getting drawn to this book. So I picked it up, and I see the note inside that was still in its envelope. And I looked at it, ah, yes. It was a beautiful note that was written to me by Shannon Doyle. Shannon, who sings in a choir and is our alto soloist and a church member. She gave me the book a number of months ago, and she wrote the note to me. Was it like in July, maybe? Yeah, so it was in July. And uh, I was away for a lot of July. I was still recovering from a shoulder, and then we went away in August. So there it was on my desk, and the note is a really, really beautiful note, and she was sharing a gratitude, and she was sharing some reflections about her mother's life and death, and she was thanking me for being a part of her mother's journey, where her mother in her last few days, it was last February, eight months ago, when, when your mom was in the hospital, and somewhere, out in the Midwest, somewhere out west, yeah. It's like those maps that kind of, you know, the East Coast and then this vague area, sorry. And, and you texted me um, saying, you know, my, I think my mom is transitioning. Uh, could we do a FaceTime call and talk with, talk with your mother and talk with you? And we had a prayer on that FaceTime call. And it was a very, very potent time, as these things are. And then, uh, and then your mom died the next morning. You let me know, very peacefully. And after that, we did a lot of reflecting on that whole experience. And as so many of us know who have been through that and things like that, it's a very, very profound time. It's a very, very potent time. But here's this book and note that's been on my desk this whole time there for months. So as I'm trying to focus on something else, I pick up the book, I read it, and then there's something that moved me to, I just thought, you know, I just want to reach out to Shannon, even though this was a long time ago, and I'm just going to write her a text. And I wrote this, I said, hi Shannon, I was just reading the beautiful note that you had written, along with the gift of the Book of Awakening. Such a profound and sacred experience and journey with your mother, as you say. So just lifting you up in some prayer today. And Shannon texted back. And she wrote, thank you, Paul. Today is her birthday. Hmm, yeah. She said, I appreciate the prayer. Grief is an incredible teacher if we allow it to help us to learn about love. She said, I definitely feel she is communicating through you and I she wrote, I asked her for a sign last night that she was still with me. I wrote back, wow. I said, what was it that made me look at your note in the book that had been sitting on my desk? And I said, for weeks, it had been months. And then write you a note. I said, I don't even for a moment think that that's coincidence. 
She wrote back and she said, I don't either, not even a little bit. She's with me. Wow, wow, wow. Sitting in gratitude and tears, I'm blown away. I wrote back. I said, something to deeply behold. May you let it sink in deeply, which I know you are. Very sacred occurrence. I said, it's interesting and an honor to be a vehicle. I said, I have nothing to do with it, of course. Just happened to be the right channel at the right time. And I'm always gobsmacked at what unique avenues and channels these messages, communications, connections take to let you know I'm here. Everything's okay. And later, by the way, when I asked her if I could share this, she said, absolutely. And then she said, and the music on Sunday is an absolutely perfect fit. We're singing, make me a channel of your peace. I said, seriously? <laughs> I said, I had no idea. I hadn't looked at the music part. So all this happened, <clears throat> and I'm reflecting on, on, on this in my office. I'm just, and somebody comes into my office. And I was so taken by this whole thing. That's, that's where I was, because this kind of thing doesn't happen every day, does it? So this person who came in, I said, you know, so, so here's an interesting thing that just happened. And I was sharing what happened, and I'm, I'm talking with her about this, and I said, I don't know how these connections are made, but I'm intrigued and fascinated, just like I said to, to Sharon. I said, because each time this happens, and it's happened about 30-some times in the last 40 years. It's happened with me, it's happened with Laura, I speak with you, it happens to you. I said, each communication or connection is unique, and the connections always seem to take a very kind of a tailored uh, path. That's something that's available right at the moment, and there's, it gives just the right message to the person who's receiving it. So a connection is made, and it's like, I feel like it's a tap on the shoulder. Laura calls it, you know, God winks. Just something to say, you know, I'm here. Now, in the past, it's been things like, there's somebody who had a very powerful connection with hawks, would write poems about hawks and everything. And after she died, I'm out on a run, and, and I see three hawk feathers. And there's her and her two children. Could be a bat. That's happened, also, where I thought it was going to be a catastrophe, and it turned out to be the most perfect thing that happened where there was a bat flying around in our fellowship hall right before a service, packed service. And, and they said, oh my, I, said, I, I went into the library and I said, I hate to tell you this, it's about two minutes before the whole sanctuary is absolutely packed. I said, I don't know what to do because there's a, there's a bat flying around in fellowship hall where we were gonna have a reception right afterwards packed. And they said, oh, fantastic, fantastic. That's, a, that's our family symbol for getting together and celebrating and having a party. I said, 
I have no idea. I have no idea. Or a penny, you know. With someone, several pennies started showing up to different people who happened to notice them, pick them up, and to notice, huh, this penny is stamped with the date, uh, the birth year of, of the person who I was just thinking about. Same person. Different people, different places, including me when I was down in Florida one time, and I stopped him thinking about this person. I looked down, pick it up. There's the date. I'm like, oh my God. So it's jaw-dropping to me sometimes at how we're connected in so many different levels. So I'm saying all this to this person who's in my office about, you know, just kind of reflecting on how this works. And I said, you know, it's like that sea glass over there that's on the table um, by my door <clears throat> in my office. And, and here's some of the sea glass. And I said, you remember Annie Wiswell? Now, she was part of the family. I said I was going to get to it later. She was part of the four generations of family who I did the baptism for. She would have been the aunt of this little baby. And, and I, Annie grew up in this church, and she died in August 2014, eight years ago. She was 26 years old. It was devastating. A few months after Annie died, her father came into my office. And it was shortly after Christmas, and he said, Paul, I have something for you. And he gave me that sea glass. And he said, let me tell you a story. He said, when, when Annie was alive, we, a thing that we would do is we would walk the beach. <clears throat> and we would you know, walk and enjoy, and we would pick up sea glass. He said, and we would save it, and we have a big jar of it at home. He goes, on Christmas morning, I'm missing her just terribly. It's tearing me apart. So I decide to take a walk on the beach. They live on the beach. He goes, I'm missing her so badly. I'm crying. I'm a mess inside. And at one point, he goes, I'm just calling out to God, you know, in, inside of myself, just really with, with, with this feeling, with this yearning of just, God, can you give me some connection, something? And he goes, you know how sometimes those beams of light break through the clouds? You know, this, like these pictures that I have, right? He goes, and these beams of light, they break through the clouds. It's not supernatural, just, you know, it happens. He goes, but I'm walking along this beach, yearning like this, I'm, I'm crying, I close my eyes. He goes, I look up and there's this, I look at my feet and there's this beam of light and there's a pile of sea glass, he goes, at my feet. And it's just, it's just like lit up by this light and glowing. And he goes, and colors. He goes, you know, you don't, sea glass doesn't come in piles. And it usually comes in colors of like, you know, green, there's white. He goes, there's reds, there's blues. And he goes, it's just like it's illuminated right at my feet. He goes, I'm not trying to make this out to be paranormal. I mean, the light is light, the glass is glass. He goes, I've been walking my, this beach my whole life. He literally grew up there. He goes, I have never seen a pile of sea glass, especially not one with so many colors. So how? How right then and how right there? It's just a book. It's just a note. It's just... Sea glass, 
So he said, I wanted you to have some of those pieces. So I'm sharing all this with the person in my office. After I told her about Shannon and her mother and so forth. And I said, it's, you know, when you have experiences like this, just things that are kind of beyond words that just move you. <clears throat> There's some experiences like that where, where you don't know what to do with them. What do you do with those things? So I said, and what I found, and we're talking back and forth, and I said, you know, what I found is, I said there's a beautiful word in the Bible that I think of, which is behold. I said, I feel like I just need to, you know, not do anything with it, not think about it. You just behold it. And that word behold in the Bible is always associated with some overwhelming experience or moment that you just need to let sink deep. And I said to this person in my office, I said, you know, I have an image that I think about that came to me, you know, years ago when I think about behold. And I went like this. And she goes, I am freaking out. I have got to get out of here. Don't do that. And I was like, I don't know what just happened. And she went, left my office. 10, 15 minutes later, she comes back. Her eyes were huge, and she had this happen right away. Tears in her eyes, her face had turned white. When she came back, tears still streaming and shaking, she said, okay, I need to show you a picture. And she took out her phone, and she said, you know, I was telling you the other day about a number of people have been very kind to me lately, and they've been giving me little things out of gratitude. She said, the reason why I freaked out is because I've been thinking and thinking for, for a long time I want to create something to reflect my gratitude about this experience. And, and she goes, last night, it finally hit me what image I could use that would represent this. And she shows me her phone and she goes, look. She goes, I took a picture of my hands doing this. And I said, well, that is something to behold. And it just makes me think that, you know, we are connected on so many levels. So many levels. Through friendship and through our church and through our faith. How we serve, working together, you know, maybe making a meal together. And are seeking. We're connected spiritually with God, with each other. It's a shame not to notice it when these things happen. And these moments don't have to be spectacular. Might be getting together for a new members meeting where people are just sharing their hearts. Might be getting together and having a great time and just laughing and being silly like at our Oktoberfest. But somehow that's sacred. Might be just having a great conversation where you, where you just connect with somebody. But you do so on a deeper level. Might be a look outside one day and you see a beautiful sunset or the moonlight hitting the ocean in a certain way, the dew on the grass in the morning. And something about that just stills your soul and lets you settle.
Maybe you see a rainbow or a double rainbow <laughs> as it's in our bulletin. I got to take that picture a couple, a couple of weeks ago. There was a bunch of people who saw that and started sending. Anybody of you, any, any of you see that double rainbow, right? So I'm taking pictures and sending them around. It's just a double rainbow. But there was something about that that was powerful. You know, there's something about those things that give you a nudge, like the burst of light over the church. That's actually an untouched photo that was taken by our across the street neighbor, Amy Party, who, who took it and you know, there's move there. You get, you get a nudge, you get this movement. Brings you, it connects you. And so she sent it and I sent it off immediately to a whole bunch of people. Spiritual occurrences and connections. What do you do with these things that you experience, you feel, and you don't have words for? You sit with it, you revere it, you share it if you can, you connect. You don't blow it off too quickly. These connections with others. Maybe connections to the beyond. They're rare. Maybe connections with God's creation. Not rare. Maybe a moment that you have uh, with, with an extended gaze at a baby that you're holding. Or with somebody you love. Sacred moments to behold. New members meeting. Sharing from the heart. I talk with people and they say, I don't know, there was some reason why I decided to come to church this morning and, you know, what was shared or what was sung? That was exactly what I needed to hear right then. You go, huh, how about that? Behold. Our connections. Shortly after... Um, experience with, with you, Shannon, on Wednesday afternoon, we got a phone call from Dave Huntington. He's in New Hampshire. Dave Huntington, for those of you who don't know, um, talk about a pillar of the church. He's about 96 incredibly vital years old. Incredibly vital years old. And, uh, and he was active in this church for about 70 years and moved to New Hampshire. And um, just rock solid, and he still watches every Sunday, so I'm gonna say right now, hi Dave, how's it going? It's good to see you, we love you. He called and he said to Pam in the office, he said, if I didn't have that connection with the church, from the church to here, watching Sunday mornings, he said, I don't know what I would do. Connections are so powerful. Something to behold. The next day, I'm going to pick on Ann, who's not here. Ann Shaw said to me, she goes, I just don't know what I would do without our church. Connected in so many sacred ways. I love what <clears throat> Albert Einstein says about this. He says, you can go through life as if nothing is a miracle, or you can go through life as if everything is a miracle. He said, I choose to go through life as if everything is a miracle. And you know what happens when you do that? What I've noticed is when you start to notice the miracles, the connections, the God winks, the grace, the gratitude, 
the sacred that is inside of you and that's around you. When you pay attention to those things that, that give you that little nudge in your heart, the more that you seem to notice them, the more often you notice them. The more you notice, the more it connects you and opens your channel. And by the way, when I wrote to Peter Wiswell, this was Friday now, as I was thinking about, I said, you know, I, I, I thought, I want to share this with the congregation. I said, this is something. So I said, can I share this experience with the sea glass? He said, please do not hesitate. If they might in any way bring comfort, it will be a remarkable tribute. Thank you for thinking of us. And he wrote, especially today, which is Annie's birthday. Something to behold. Words from Jesus, words from an angel, words from Mary, words throughout the Bible, noticing God's presence in all sorts of ways. You can see the world as if nothing were a miracle, or you can see the world as if everything is a miracle. Your choice, your life, your beautiful experience. God, let me be swept away. Let me be swept away in your love. It is such a gift to be together. Something to behold.
into this beautiful gift of a world that God gave to us and gives to us again and again and again. May God be in your head and in your understanding. May God be in your eyes and in your seeing and perceiving. May God be in your ears and in your careful and loving listening. May God be in your heart and expand it to a complete love. May God be in your hands and in your embracing, your uplifting, now and always. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you.